back to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies Web Show. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, Chris Stuber and behind the scenes, James Gale. How are you guys doing this evening? Doing well, Rob. It's a big night. Eagles versus Vikings. So James and I are very excited about that matchup. I hope everyone's having a great Thursday. Rob, you and James, um, good luck to your Vikings tonight. Well, yeah, you guys have a little bit of a rooting interest, I would say that. Sure, yes. Well, um, fortunately for you guys, uh, tonight's show is not going to be the bit of a marathon it was last week, uh, simply because not a whole lot of news happening, just a few yeah. product releases, and our box break segments uh Instead of nine boxes last <laughs> week, that we was just a marathon had, last week. Yes, we just have three, but uh, they should be good. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But um, before we dive too much further into the show and the Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll uh, last week. Uh, for those of you who tuned in, you might remember that at the top of the hour, spoke about a longtime viewer who was is is coming close to the end of a battle with cancer. And he had reached out to me after the show and said, you know what, I have nothing to hide and, um, you know, feel free to share. So um, it his name is Christopher Jordan. Uh, for those of you who've had any interaction with him, uh, he is at Christopher Jord six. That's C R I S, no H in Christopher. Uh, so Christopher Jord J O R D six, and he said, "Hey, you know, if anybody wants to reach out with on on X with notes of encouragement." Uh, please feel free to do so. And he said, you know, and if anybody wants to send cards or letters or anything like that, um, feel free to drop them in the mail to me. And he provided his address, 140 Cypress Point Drive, Winchester, Tennessee, 37398. So we're keeping you in our thoughts and prayers, Christopher and uh Hope you're able to tune in tonight and enjoy the show. All right. Um, our Go GTS Live Q of the Week poll came courtesy of one James Gale. So mm -hmm. if you don't mind, James, I'm going to let you tee it up. Sure. Um, oh, wow. Look at this. New up, new results. Okay. So where do you have the most success making deals, trades, sales, et cetera, in the hobby? And so this came to me. I don't know. I've been talking with a lot of friends lately who have been doing deals and doing deals in different places. Some people getting deals done on social media. Some people, I, I, a lot of discord deals I'm hearing about. Um, huh. And um, I don't know if we, we talked about this product boy months ago, but our uh, former co-host of the show, watch the breaks had his own um, pro uh, uh, service. ISO they have rebranded as district. Oh, okay. Still the same thing. Okay. A lot of people using that. And um, and then at shows, events, at card shops, I went over to Burbank Sports Cards today. People were doing deals oh. with the shop oh. and with the yeah, – the, there's a lot of uh, – it's a big open space. There's good tables and chairs for people to – if you meet up with somebody who's got the cards you want and you want to trade with them there, they have it. So – and then I thought other – so anyway, we have social media, 26.5%. 
in person at shows, 25%, because, hey, there's lots of shows. I feel like there's been a huge boom. There's always some big show happening once, twice a month somewhere. Yep. And then every weekend in smaller areas. Uh, online venues, eBay, etc. And I'm, and that's what I voted for because I've been selling on eBay lately. And then other, which I really wasn't sure what that would be, but let's see. I have the tweet up here. Uh, Kristen Barrett. Do we have her on the screen? Yep. Social media in Discord on the hobby Twitter. Uh, and then, yep, she shouted out Ivan. And then, yep, somebody else texted Ivan. Nice. I just want to trade some base cards, for example. I'm trying to complete that Haynes Michael Jordan set without buying them on eBay. So, yeah. we'll crack 1976. Have fun. Well, but, yeah, what cool. are your thoughts, gentlemen? Me personally, I do a lot of stuff on eBay. Um, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but. I almost feel like the word trade, trading cards, is almost like a dirty word in the hobby. Nobody seems to want to trade. Um, so I guess my way of trading in some respects is just selling and then buying what I am looking for. Um, but to find someone to actually trade with, although I did make a trade with a, a loyal viewer of ours last week for a card, he just contact me out of the blue but trading like when i was a kid i used to trade cards with my friends all the time but as you get to be an adult it seems to be much harder at least in my way to just sit down and trade with somebody or do something online with somebody to trade cards it just seems like people are interested in selling so um i go out on ebay and that's where i buy primarily most of my cards I uh, went with the online option like you, James, but one of the things that has got me thinking about is, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have a shop that offers a trade night, man, I would, be, I'd be all over that yeah. because the ability to do it in person, I think is, is really beneficial, cool. yes. yeah, you cool know? Too and creates that community and then yeah. you develop relationships. So um, if anybody out there has a shop that um, offers a trade night, feel free to reply to the tweet and drop that in there as well. I'd be curious to know, give a shout out to some of those shops that are forward thinking enough to you know, offer something like that because that's a great opportunity. Um, you know, when you were mentioning Burbank sports cards, um, James, it got me thinking, I don't know if you've ever been able to do a backroom tour of that place. But if you haven't, I could probably hook you up. Ooh. I know the owners pretty well. That's that's uh, no, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I will probably take you up on that. Because th their their inventory management system and their catalog and it's it's really impressive. Um, what they have up right. front is really impressive. So I know I'm excited know. to. I'll I will take you up on that. We will talk offline. All right. Um, so yeah, if you guys haven't weighed in on that already, please do so. We'll update this later in the poll question and to get a bigger sample size, go ahead and slam that repost button if you would be so kind. And as I said, we'll update this later in the program. And just to clarify one thing is I said, where mm -hmm. do you have the most success? I feel like I said, I've been doing a lot of sales on eBay and they have yes. been successful for me. But um, I think in person, you could have a little bit more success if you wanted to move uh, more things instead of just, you know, a couple individual things here and there. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been in a bit of a quandary because um, I've been having some negotiations with some people to uh, potentially buy my entire collection. So I I pulled, I have an eBay store, but I pulled everything off of it, but I'm still paying 15 bucks a month <laughs> for it. So I need to get this deal done or not. So, I <laughs> so Rob's going to have an empty room very shortly, probably. And it's going to make my room look like, you know, like it's normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, you'll be surprised, though. I've got some things. In I the know words. you do. I know you have some <laughs> hidden treasures somewhere else. Uh, I know that. So, all right. Um, well, let's let's change topics. As I mentioned, we have just a, it's a bit of a slower week. I kept waiting for some stuff to. I don't know, trickle out there, but we have just a few stories in this week's hobby happening. So let's go ahead and tackle them right now. Well, and I always love starting it off this way. So instead of with a crime story or a lawsuit. Oh, or... come on. Where's the crime at? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, this week's Alton Insides Flip of the Week features one of the more remarkable legends of the hobby. I mean, nobody has probably lost money by buying and later selling a T206 Honus Wagner card, well, at least publicly. Well, you'd be forgiven for thinking one seller might have tempted fate by holding a restored version less than two years and foisting it into a relatively still choppy card market. But even those circumstances couldn't derail the Honus Gravy Train. This example is graded PSA authentic, necessitated, uh, necessitated rather by the hand cut borders. What were you thinking? Whoever original. Well, yeah. And it was restored to increase eye appeal. It last sold in October of 2021 at SCP auctions for one million. 100 and 200,000 plus. Hmm. Well, it returned to the block at mile high last week and easily hurdled that price with a final result of nearly $2 million, yeah. 1.968 to be specific. So in two years of significant tumult in card markets, this grail increased in value by 78% or 37% annually. Mm. The legend remains intact with no signs of Wagner's money printing smirk fading from his face. No, you can't go wrong with that card. Never. Um, I remember I saw that in Cooperstown on display. And I think I looked at that card. It was <laughs> Beautiful. I think I looked at that car for probably 10 minutes straight. My wife's like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> you understand what that card is, right? <laughs> so it's an amazing card. Um, well, as the top stars from the NFL's 2023 rookie class begin making names for themselves on the field, Panini America will be ready with must-see exclusive interviews. Here's a little taste of what to expect this season. 
Hello, everybody. Tracy Hackler back with Deuce Vaughn, Jaden Reed, B. John Robinson, Zay Flowers. I probably signed about 10,000 cards this weekend. Wrist got a little bit tight at the end. It's easy. You can read it. You know who it is. I'm not writing. It's like I'm drawing. Oh, I'm up there. Yeah. I'm top notch. You want to play outside? I'm going to do that. You want to play inside? I'm going to do that. You want me to throw the ball? I'm going to do that too. I'm a football player. When you really got into it and how your passion for card collecting has evolved. It's kind of the same thing with cards. Start playing football in the park as a kid. Now I get paid to do it for a living. I appreciate them for even like being into this and wanting to get my card. Where'd the nickname come from? My mom gave it to me when I was a baby. She told me I had a big head when I was a kid. So she <laughs> named me Tank. And at the end of my first season, my rookie card will be hopefully worth a lot of money. <laughs> That's the coolest card in the NFL. At the end of my rookie season, it's going to be priceless. The worst thing happened is you still got a, a car with my Former Tops Licensing Director for Entertainment Properties, Ira Friedman, has partnered with acclaimed GPK artist Joe Simcoe to launch an all-new intellectual property called Craniacs. The duo has multiple product categories planned for the venture, but are starting with, of course, trading cards. These spectacularly illustrated cards showcase a unique world of skull-faced characters sharing a planet comprised of two disparate civilizations, Uh. one from the future and one from ancient times. The first series, Series Zero, fittingly releases on Friday, October 13th, and it's a GTS exclusive. That's awesome. I like it. PSA is committing to Canada long-term with the country's first submission center now open at AMG Collectibles in Halifax, Nova Scotia, featuring a genuine bank vault offering added security to outgoing submissions and orders ready for pickup. This submission center offers customers the option to have PSA handle U.S. Customs passage to company headquarters in Santa Ana, California. Customers can visit www.psacanada.ca to obtain order forms and submissions can be shipped to or dropped off in Halifax. Stay tuned for more information, including full details of PSA offering on-site grading, a first for Canadian customers at the Toronto Sport Card Expo, November 9th through 12th. And believe it or not, that's a look at this week's hobby happenings. That's not too bad. No crime, no. though. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not disappointed, but <laughs> it's sort of the norm. You know, I just sort of like laughing. And whenever there's a Bertrand in the news for <laughs> some misgivings hey, in the up. hobby, you know, have That's you visited your nephew lately? That's enough out of you, Stuber. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Seems like Bertrand comes up in the crime stories a few times a year. <laughs> Let's uh, dive into our box break segment, shall we? All right. So last week I mentioned when we were doing um, Hot in the Shop, I said, man, I should have reached out to Daniel yeah. Atkinson at Wildcard and, and hooked gotten a hookup for wild chrome great guys and, over there too i met them yeah, at the uh at the National. they really they really are and, and it's cool that the original you know wild card guy daniel yeah. atkinson is now 
teaching the ropes to his son Ty to yeah. pass, you know, and I, I just love that. Ty's so, a really cool guy too. You know, I had a chance to talk to him a little bit. Really nice guy. Enjoy it. All right. Let's update that poll question, shall we? Jumped up. Ooh, got some movement in the poll. So uh, we're still, wow, two hours still left. We'll have to check back in with this one tomorrow. Mm. Online still leading the way, though, at 41.1. Um, it's going to be a battle between social media and in-person uh, at shows. And in second place, 28.9 social media, 23.3 in-person at show events. Let's see if anybody gave a shout out to any shops. Not yet. All right. Cool. Well, I saw this this week. I thought it was kind of interesting. Here's a video segment for you guys. And when we come back, we'll take a look at uh, three other new releases this week. But this is a story of how an NBA franchise drafted their first team in history using basketball cards. Huh. Watch this. <laughs> In February of 1970, the Cleveland Cavaliers joined the Portland Trailblazers and Buffalo Braves as a new NBA franchise. Three months later was the expansion draft. The three new teams got to select 11 players that were unprotected by their current organizations. Decades before the internet or expansive scouting reports, coach Bill Fitch and assistant Jim Lessig had just 48 hours to decide the targets for the Cavs' first team. They found inspiration from Lessig's son, Tom, who collected baseball cards. Probably seven or eight years old and it was only baseball cards. In fact, I don't even remember seeing a basketball card. I used to always just tag along with my dad and he'd give me 25 cents and I think back then baseball cards were at 10 cents a pack maybe went and bought those and it this was at the time when I knew they were they had got hired for the Cavaliers and I saw basketball cards and I, I thought I didn't really care about basketball that much so I thought I'll just buy one and see what they look like and they were larger than the baseball cards they were like half again as big so I bought some you know, went home and I was really interested in the baseball card. In fact, I don't think I opened the basketball card. Back then they had scouting reports on college players. So you could get that from scouts and things, but they had nothing on NBA players really that you could look at. There was no internet or anything like that. They really didn't have access to stats or anything like that. And I think I opened it up and I remember the player that piqued my interest was a guy named Walt Wesley. And I don't know why, I think because I read the back of his card and it said he was the tallest player ever selected by Cincinnati and he was six foot 11. And I thought, wow, that's cool. When I showed it to my dad and he goes, where'd you get that? Well, I got it at the card when I picked up the baseball cards. So he called Bill Fitch because he looked at the back of it and Bill said, go back to that store and get every basketball card you can get. And so we did, we went back and he sent me in to buy them. He didn't want to go in and buy them. So I went in and bought every single card on the rack and they came back and Bill Fitch came over to our basement and they laid all those cards out on the floor. You know, they were really excited. From what I remember, they were very excited about it. And, uh, you know, there weren't a lot of stats on it, but it was all they had. And so they took those cards, I think, and my dad told me they put them in a briefcase and took them to the expansion draft. And that's part of what they used to, to pick their players. 
The strategy wasn't a bad one. Several players selected ended up having long careers in the NBA. Walt Westwood is a good example. I think for a long time, I don't remember how long, he held the record for the highest scoring game ever by a Cavalier. I think LeBron broke it. I've got all of them, actually, the ones that I had duplicates of. I wish I had a better memory or would have got more autographs and things like that. But uh, it was it was great. You know, I think I remember my dad being gone a lot, particularly when he was with the Cavaliers, because back then they had two coaches. They had Bill Fitch, who was the head coach, and then my dad, who did everything else. He scheduled the buses, the hotel rooms. He went in scouting. He did everything. He was rarely home. But we did get to go to a lot of games um, at the old Coliseum downtown and uh, got to meet a lot of the players, you know, and it was exciting. You know, I think I was 10 years old at the time. Very exciting time. Cool story, right? Really cool. Hope you enjoyed that. All right. So in addition to plates and patches, which was a new release this week, uh, a few others to tell you about in our hot in the shop segment and we'll start it off with a an all one of one product 2023 leaf signature series baseball cards uh this brand makes its return to the leaf baseball card lineup there's 12 boxes in a case one card in a box Every card is autographed. Every card is numbered one of one. Checklist includes a pretty incredible roster, MLB rookies, veterans, and legends. Uh, Chase dual autographs. Uh, You can check out the checklist for yourself on gogts.net. But just to give you some highlights, how about Corbin Carroll, Spencer Jones, Jackson Holiday, Drew Jones, Mariano Rivera, Nolan Ryan, Fernando Tatis Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., (laughs) and many more. As I mentioned, every card is a one-of-one. There are several different parallels uh, in order to make a product like this. You've pretty much got to do that. And you can check out the checklist for yourself on GoGTS.net. Next up, we have 2023 TriStar Hidden Treasures Autographed Footballs Season Edition. Delivers one autographed football in every box. Look for inscribed and multi-signed footballs from some of the biggest stars in football, past, present, and future. Um, In every case, you get two Hall of Famers, one current player, and one football favorite. Look for an amazing checklist of football's best players, past and present. Hall of Famers such as Deion Sanders, who is huge right now with what he's been doing at Colorado and the football team. You also got John Elway, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, Emmitt Smith, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Adrian Peterson, and many more. Also look for current players like Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Trevor Lawrence, and more. Also collegiate stars. Well, also draft picks as well. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Also coaches like Nick Saban, Caleb Williams, uh, Heisman Trophy winner last year, also doing great this year so far. And also fan favorites like Patrick Willis, A.J. Brown, and more. All autographs are authenticated by TriStar, PSA, DNA, JSA, or BAS. Uh, Look for inscribed balls. Each football in this product is an autographed pro logo, collegiate logo, or replica football. 
Check it out this week. TriStar Hidden Treasures Autograph Footballs Season Edition. Very cool. And last but certainly not least, uh, ahead of its product release, we gave some samples away of the brand new BCW Laser Weld Nine Pocket Pages. And as someone who has tons of binders, I really got to tell you, these are really a game changer. They lay flat, which is key because by laying perfectly, perfectly, perfectly flat, you can fit more pages in a binder, which is something that uh, has been important to me because as a base set collector, um, I need those binders loaded up. So it's a, a top of the line product, laser welded processing. It's a manufactured patent process. Uh, the weld lines are nearly microscopic, meaning mm-hmm. that instead of seeing the seams on the page, you it really lets the cards pop. Uh, it's they're made of two layers of heavy duty, uh, 115 gauge archival acid free uh, uh, polypropylene. And now they're available in hobby shops everywhere. So check these out. And if you are a binder and page guy like I am, be sure to check them out. And that's a look at what's hot in the shop this week. Nice. Uh, Told you guys it was going to be a short but sweet show. And it looks like we've come upon that time where we got to put Mr. Stuber to work pulling 13 winners for this week's prizes. Yeah. And while he's doing that, we're going to pick up where we left off from last week with Julie Devlin with Women in the Hobby. Watch this and we'll be back to announce tonight's winners and wrap it up. All right, Julie, 2023 National Sports Collectors Convention. We spoke a year ago about the... Et cetera. Uh, David Adams has been a big supporter. GTS has been a big supporter. Um, we, uh, Schlegel and Penelope Hacking, we have a dual card, an uh, auto card for them to sign. Um, the Molly McCabe, by the way, is in conjunction with Tops and um, and Athletes Unlimited. So, yeah, we're excited to have uh, have them sign. Thank you to uh, Lane Sports Cards for sponsoring that. And then also at the booth, come by. Parkside Cards has graciously, once again, given us a special set. Uh, on the cards, you can see Women in the Hobby, our logo are on there. And this year, the cards are numbered. Uh, they're out of 500, and then there's also parallels, one of ones there's out of five and out of 10. So we have packs each day uh, to hand, hand out to folks, and you know we're just really excited that Parkside collaborated with us again. Who are some of the big players you can find in the packs? Uh, Alyssa Thomas, Sophia Smith, uh, Alex Morgan, um, oh my gosh, lots of big players. <laughs> um, but the cool thing about it is there's a lot of the parallels, which is awesome to see color in this year's product. So we're so excited. And it's awesome that our logo's on there too. That's so cool. You can also come by and grab your stickers, Women in the Hobby, and then our collecting is for all stickers. Um, recognizing that Women in the Hobby supports not just women, but the hobby is for everyone. And that's really what our message is. And we've gotten so much support from, from Top, from Parkside, from Leaf, um, from lots and lots of different organizations, from DTS. Um, so really excited uh, to just keep, the, keep 
growing. All right, Julie, we're here at the Women in the Hobby booth, 2023 National Sports Cultures Convention. We spoke a year ago. What has the group been up to in the past year? Has it been a whole year? Our group has grown a lot. Our Facebook group of women, we have almost close to 450-ish uh, uh, women who have signed up for the Facebook group, and we it's very active. Uh, we have a lot of folks who are trading. We have a lot of folks who are selling cards, a lot of breakers who are posting their breaks on there. And then a lot of us who are just talking about sports cards in general. It's been awesome. Uh, so we invite all women to uh, request to join the group. Search Women in the Hobby on Facebook. On Instagram, our Instagram, we have close to 1,500 followers now, um, and we invite everybody to join the Instagram handle. Uh, follow us. We'll follow you back. Uh, you know, we'll have conversations. It's not just about women's sports. Um, it's about all sports, but really what, the, it, what our group is about is representation. Julie, I feel like we spoke last year about, at least I feel like over the past year, I've seen more representation for female athletes in trading card products, yeah. whether it's being included in products with male athletes or their own standalone products. What is your take on that, though? Yeah, so it's been awesome, especially with Tops having athletes unlimited. Um, we see a lot of Tops tennis. We see, obviously, WNBA Prism, um, WNBA uh, Panini Revolution. Um, yeah, and uh, Leaf has a lot of female subjects in their products as well. Um, it's just been awesome to see. It's not just women's sports cards. It's not just men's sports cards, but there are several products now that combine both men and women. So what that does is it shows young collectors, especially young female collectors, that there is a place in the hobby for people like them. With that increased representation in trading cards, what do you think that's meant for the community as a whole, especially among female collectors? Yeah, what we've seen is a lot of folks reaching out to us, a lot of parents reaching out to us, thanking us for being uh, being a group uh, because it's inspired their daughters to start collecting. It's also inspired their daughters to start showing their cards Thanks to Kelsey Schroyer again for doing that, as well as Julie. And uh, Women in the Hobby is great. If you ever see him at a show, yeah. tell him Go GTS Live said hi. That's going to do it for us here at Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. But have no fear. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. But in the meantime, you know what to be doing. Always be collecting and have a great weekend, everybody. Good night.